I have a new joke. So I will read it out this for you. At Sunday school, they were learning how God created everything, including human beings. Johnny was especially intent when the Sunday school teacher told him how Eve was created out of Adam's ribs. Later in the week, his mother noticed him lying down on the floor as if he was ill. And she asked, Johnny, what's the matter? Johnny responded, I think I have pain in my side. I think I'm going to have a wife. <laughs> Lift up your Bibles. Say this after me. Lord Jesus, influence me this morning. Holy Spirit, I pray that you will speak to us. You will reveal your heart to us. And I pray, Lord, you will put your words in my mouth. It won't just be me talking. I pray the Holy Spirit will convict and uh, bring us one more step closer. At the end of the service, we will be one more step closer in walk with Jesus. And all God's people say, Amen. Amen. Wonderful. So, this morning, there is a title. I don't want to tell you the title, but before that, I wrote down these three statements on the screen, so it will be helpful for you to understand why we want to talk about this. The first one I wrote down is, only God can convict us without condemning us. Only God can convict us without condemning us. Only God can humble us without humiliating us. And only God can honor us without flattering us. The other three on the other side, if you look at it, condemnation, religion, humiliation, that's a honor and shame culture where we come from. But then if you look at the kingdom, only God convicts us without condemning us. And this is a reality. And what I'm going to share is going to be helpful because this is a black drop. With this we will move forward because I really felt in my heart to talk about first love. First love. So this is the title of my message, First Love. And I don't know, you heard my story, probably might have heard my story, but I felt in my heart to share a little bit how I came to know the Lord because when I was 18 years old, I came to know Jesus. There was a convention going on in my hometown and my mom said, uh, my grandma actually said, please go uh, to this convention. Usually on the convention time, we bunk, uh, particular after music, we leave, we go to watch a movie and then we come back. And me and my brother and we have a gang, you know, we have our own convention. We had our own convention. This particular time, my grandmother was saying, this particular pastor is from South, he's from our own town, native place. He also went to Bihar, started a ministry. It's Augustine Javakumar, some of you might have known. And so he speaks really good Tamil, but also he speaks very good Hindi. He sings Hindi songs. I was fascinated because I was, the only Hindi song I know that time was Ek, Dok, Teen, Char, Panche, you know. And so I was very much curious that there is a Tamil guy speaking Hindi. That's like a miracle, you know. So, and we went there and he was talking on a very simple message. Remember the creator in the days of your youth. And I gave my life to Jesus. The end of the story, I didn't want to go to movies, you know, not that I don't go to movies, but I felt there is something vacuum inside of me was met by Jesus. And that's where I started. And I still remember my early walk with Jesus. It was so fascinating, you know. It's like you are in love with him. You talk to him. You connect with him. Every time when you read Bible, it's not like mundane, I have to read a Bible. No, it's more like 
excited you know every time and i remember the day when i got baptized it was just in a small baptism pool you know when my, my parents house and uh, me and my another friend got baptized and there was no sky opened or anything nothing came voice of a lord never came nothing like that but i felt so strongly daddy god loves me so much and i felt this presence of god and every time when i read bible and i pray you know i had a privilege of even getting up in the morning praying and speaking in tongues the lord filled me with baptism of the holy spirit it was all so beautiful and then slowly it became routine and slowly it became mechanical slowly it became familiarized and then i lost this whole you know the umph the, the the sense of like ah it's it's i know this stuff i know how this works and the holy spirit brought me to a place where i could realize this is christianity walking with jesus is never a religious life it's kononia which is a deep connection with god and then meeting my wife i remember the first time i met her in 2007 beni prasad was the one who introduced us he said charles i want you to meet one girl she loves india and she's single maybe you can meet <laughs> and the rest of the rest is history and i remember going to meet her uh, the first time i want to take her out for a coffee and i as a missionary i lived almost 21 years now uh, as a missionary which basically means i don't receive a salary i trust god for simple things to whatever big thing and god has been faithful and i said to myself lord it will be awful to go and take a girl out and expect her to pay and a poor indian missionary brother you know that will be like horrible thing so i said lord open doors the week before somebody invited me to preach the whole week i shared and they gave me a fat offering i could fly all the way from amsterdam to uh, to spain and i could go there and then take her out and i i was praying also like she doesn't go to a very high end restaurant so that i end up you know losing all the money so but she was not that high maintenance in the money sense but i was taking her out buying her food and and she offered to pray i said no 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 i got it baby <laughs> you know and it's a sense of like and i remember when isaac was born here only hospital in in cmc when he was born and we took him back from the hospital and when he was like 3 days old when he came back to home and holding this baby we don't know how he's going to live because but first time being a father i don't know what do you do when the baby cries in the night how do you handle this thing that's suddenly right now in your hand and uh, it cries you wake up in the middle of the night you are wondering is this still breathing or <laughs> you know but your love everything and then slowly i mean almost 10 years this march is going to be 10 years and there were times the holy spirit convicted me where was your first love with your wife that you met that that desire and the holy spirit brought me in a deeper deeper conviction never take life for granted the moment you take life for granted familiarity kicks in we lose the first love so this is the backdrop there's one scripture i want to read for you is from revelations chapter 2 it's the church that john writes to ephesus and sadly ephesus is in the modern day turkey and ephesus this is the prophecy john talks but it actually fulfilled and let's read this uh, this only seven verses these are the words of him who holds the seven stars in his right hand 
and walks among the seven golden stands. I know your deeds. This is what the Holy Spirit is talking to the church. Your hard work and your perseverance. I know that you cannot tolerate wicked people. That you have tested those who claim to be apostles but are not and have found them false. You have persevered and have endured hardship for my name and have not grown weary. Yet, I hold this against you. You have forsaken the love you had at first. Consider how far you have fallen. Repent and do the things you did at first. If you do not repent, I will come to you and remove your lampstand from its place. But you have this in your favor. You hate the practices of Nicolaitans, which I also hate. Whoever has ears, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches, to the one who is victorious. I will give the right to eat from the tree of life, which is the paradise of God. The word Nicolaitans basically comes from two words, which basically Nico, which means conqueror, and the Laos, which is a Greek word for conqueror above common people. So these, these are the people we find it in the religious system. They actually are mediators between God and the common people. And in the Catholic, we have the fathers. And in the Anglican, we have the clergies. And then in the Pentecostals, we have the pastors. But actually, if you look at the Bible, in the New Testament, you will see priesthood of all believers. That means, you don't need a middleman. You don't need to come to me. My job is not to be your middleman before God and you. Hello? Are we clear? That's why I don't call myself a pastor. I'm, pastor is a, is a title we use to define what we do here. That's it. But that doesn't mean I'm your mediator. I can pray with you. I can stand with you. But I am not your mediator. We have one mediator, one God, one baptism, one spirit. That's what we read in the New Testament. It's This is who we are in Christ. But these Nicolaitans, what they have done is they have elevated themselves above people and they said we are one level below God but we are above people. And this is what the Bible says. I, I know you hated the practice of the Nicolaitans, this is what I have in favor. So the church actually pretty much did not take that as a doctrine. You know, this is a good church. It's a very good congregation. But they have lost something which is only your heart knows. I can't go to you and say you lost your first love because I don't know your heart. I can look at outside and say this is what you have done, this is what you have done. I see you are not into titles. I see you are not so much focused on your work, defining your identity. Those things I can look from outside, but there is something I can never do. I cannot go and say, you have lost your first love. So, but we can ask questions. How can we lose this first love? But this is what the Bible says. Look at here. I will remove your lampstand far away if, verse 5, if you don't repent. And the Bible very clearly talks about this. If you look at the history in Ephesus, for thousand years, the church of Ephesus died. For almost thousand years, that's 20 generations almost, there was no church in modern day Turkey. Now recently God is reviving it. You know, I had a privilege last year ministering in Turkey, in Istanbul, in an in a, in a, in a Armenian congregation. So the Lord is doing amazing stuff back again. But this is what are the consequences of losing your first love if they don't repent. So now let's get into the stuff, what it really means. There are five levels of love. What is Because we, we don't know what is love actually. Because we, we say, I like my wife, I love my pizza. 
we we kind of we come to that level right now you know i love pizza we use the word awesome for everything awesome pizza the word awesome if you look at dictionary which means reverential fear so you look at your pepperoni pizza with reverential fear that's something crazy you need deliverance amen so there are five levels of love you know let's look at this god's love for god that's perfect unity out of the perfect love there is in the eternity you know then god's love for us out of that perfect love god sent his son to redeem us our love for god that's called devotion our love for god our love for ourselves that's our self esteem who we are and our love for others that's our commission are we clear so it's very easy to understand because the word love people don't have a clue what is love is so you know what is our five levels of love god's love for himself god is not needed he loves somebody else to prove his love you know he doesn't need he doesn't need anyone to affirm his love so god love for god he loves himself so much and then god loves for us that's why he gave his son he demonstrated because love without action is just blah 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 hello sometimes my wife says you say i love you but it's blah 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 you don't take out the garbage you know and i don't know how garbage taking out and loving her make sense for her but it sake makes sense you know sometimes i take out the garbage i'm like wow you did the dishes i love you so much but i i bought you a shoe on the other day that doesn't matter but taking out the garbage and doing the dishes taking kids to the bathroom and give them shower acts of kindness for her it's like wow you're the best husband in the world you know it's like so love without action is just dead and our love for god that's our devotion to god because he loves us so that out of that we love him you know so our love for ourselves that's our who we are our self esteem you know you cannot love others if you don't love yourself and our love for others is basically a commission so how can we lose the first love this is what i wrote down like four or five things which which helped me to analyze did we lose did i lose my first love the first one we can lose our first love when our walk with god becomes mechanical rather than the pursuit of love it's very easy to understand we can use our first love when our walk with god is just a mechanical this means routine prayer becomes mechanical reading bible becomes mechanical going to church becomes mechanical giving becomes mechanical missions become mechanical look at the verse isaiah 29:13 This is so beautiful. I am reading from the New Living Translation. It says the Lord says these people say they are mine. That means they have probably all of them have Christian names, you know, or and they probably come from a Christian family. They honor me with their lips. What does that mean? They use Christian language. Praise the Lord, glory to God. I am fine. You know, they worship, they go to church, they lift up their voice, they say God, you are here. Here I am, but send him, you know. But they they honor me with their lips but their hearts look this is what the lord says not me or prophet saying but the lord says their hearts are far from me and their worship of me is nothing but man made rules learned by rote which is mechanical so we kind of have a system and i tell you i hate to have a system in papa's house that you kind of familiarized you know how it is first 30 40 minutes somebody is going to worship in between we will have you know some prophecies or whatever and then you know some declaration and then he is going to talk and then we know that you know if it is too cold uh, 
chai masala tea if it is too hot it's going to be lemon juice sunday first week we will have some cake or biryani if if we get familiarized like that we lose our first love i tell you so mechanical what is mechanical this is what i wrote down mechanical is a discipline without joy and communion of the holy spirit i just do it brother i just do it mentality that's called mechanical i just do it i have to go to church i just do it you know it's nothing wrong that's a discipline it's a good discipline you have taken today to come here and it's not easy we are not in the center of the town we are way out of the town you know it's not even in vellur area it's munjur pet pangalathan if you google it it's way far you have taken your time and to be here at 9 o'clock you have to probably get up early prepare yourself you know the, our staff comes here leave the home at 5:30 in the morning they drive for 45 minutes come here clean everything they come take shower prepare everything so that we have this place to worship jesus so but if we kind of do it mechanically i do it i do it i do it without the pursuing of god's love we lose the whole thing you know so i i don't know where you are at i'm going to expose these things so that your holy spirit that lives in you can guide you if you are this kind of ah oh, man yeah i kind of do it mechanic ask the lord lord i repent i move on amen that's we're going to look into that very quickly so second one we lose our first love when our life is overcrowded with stuff that not necessarily evil this is called busyness syndrome and many of the cmcites this is the biggest challenge the busyness syndrome and i have asked so many of my friends what are you doing this weekend busy where are you this next weekend busy sometimes i no need to even prophesy it's like busyness written all over them and i know you are under a bond you have work you there is a humongous pressure on you you know but i want to challenge you to think like in the midst of this you see example i wrote down few examples job ministry sometimes i can be so occupied with ministry i remember you know once there was one particular year i traveled to 35 nations usually it's like maximum we go is 15 to 20 countries a year but this was exceptionally and my calendar was packed the holy spirit gently breathes that's why i said the first thing he is the god who convicts without condemning he is the god who convicts without condemning he is the god who honors without flattering he is the god who humbles us without humiliating and he said charles your agenda is full but you didn't have time to hang out with me you are doing things for me but not with me it's a big difference guys it's a big big difference and and i tell you sometimes job ministry family kids missions goals dreams we tend to move from being to doing that's when we know we have lost our first love the moment you sense like i have to do this so that i can be approved we lost the first love you know we tend to move from being called see god said we are called to be seated in christ in heavenly realm ephesians 2:6 you know i added a little of emphasis on the bottom you will read this now in a moment for he raised us from the dead what is dead the religious stuff the religious rut keep on doing the dead works along with christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms because we are united with christ what is united with christ communion with jesus gives us life 
that's what united it's not just going to church on sunday it's not just i attend a bible school i i gave my tithe online i paid you know which is all good stuff it's nothing wrong but there is something deeper than that as a walk with christ which is your union with christ uh, somebody said this to me and I, i i cannot take it out of my system i can never be a worshipper in the corporate if i don't know how to worship in the private hello and it's so interesting you know we are taught to worship with the music and with the sound with the beautiful voices but i tell you the greatest worship god is not looking at those things is your heart connecting with yahweh and if you can't do it in the public if you can't do it in the private corporate is just going to help you it's a quick fix but then from monday to sunday you have to do it on your own there's no corporate worship it's your time this chapel time is good but it's your kononia time so that's why it's a place of intimacy where received not out of striving but of out of rest surrender to its lordship so how do we know that we lost our first love if our life became mechanical how do we know that our we lost our first love if if we are overcrowded with stuff number 3 i have two more and then we'll go into the how to gain back this first love we lose our first love when we take our life for granted i wrote down here familiarity breeds sloppiness we lose the sense of ew the fear of god wow factor deep appreciation of who we are and whose we are we take life for granted you know this the sense of awness like wow god you are so awesome you know sometimes we like ah is my buddy is my friend you know we sing i am a friend of god i am a friend of god just because you jump and share shout you are a friend of god doesn't mean you god calls you friend hello how far you are willing to go in deeper relationship you know sometimes we say you are my friend we use that word no my friend usually i say that my friend because i forgot that person's name my friend how are you can you spell your name i mean one guy i asked can you spell your name yes a m i'm like that's the most dumbest question you ever asked because you you don't want to offend because after talking for so long you forgot that person's name you don't know how to ask again the person name so like, can you spell again your name how do you oh i thought sham shame like what the heck you know so this is the thing look at this i wrote down here sin becomes justifiable because we are all humans we take life for granted when you take life for granted you lose first love so what are the signs of that sin became very justifiable all of them are human tamil brother look at all the tamil people hmm? they do this hmm? some of the tamil people forgot their wife's name their name is called hey they forgot their wife's name many pastors forgot their wife's name hey so so once in a while i call my wife hey it's not a big deal <laughs> hmm? i'm not intending to add any humor to it this is just reality approval of the world or the opinion of others becomes top priority just want to make sure everybody's opinion becomes a proper then you know the first law number 3 i wrote down here going with the world's flow doesn't bother us anymore that is mean it's like hey everybody is doing this man why should i go against the flow going with the world's flow that means greed stinginess selfish selfie you know no pun intended but a perfectly normal 
you know the first thing you do when you take a group picture whose face you going to look at it don't tell me i'm looking at the face of jesus brother this you know you look at your face it's normal you know i was in coimbatore ministry they said oh let's take a picture and they took a picture and they they want to show me and the first person that i looked at the picture me i looked at my beard was so weird so i came back trimmed it so this is the thing sin becomes justifiable we are all humans approval of the world or the opinion of others becomes top priority going to the world's you know going with the world's flow doesn't bother us anymore doesn't that's called numb factor it's not up in the screen it's called numb factor when you when you sit for a long time in one position your feet go sleep you don't know it happens in, in traditional pentecostal churches you just feel like you're floating up in the spirit but it's actually numb your feet is numb you know and sometimes that numb factor happens to us we don't feel it anymore sin is not you know something is playing on the screen some cursing is going on you don't feel it anymore it's not a bad deal you know i used to think whenever the english movies they say jesus christ i thought they are praising god you know at least look at these people they are praising god then one day, one day one guy told me actually they are not praising god they are cursing and it bothers me i remember going to a movies we went to a movie called you know 21 jump street and 10 minutes down the road the holy spirit said this doesn't suit well and i said to the lord lord that was in in another country 10 dollars for popcorn 10 dollars for a ticket you know how much you provided i don't want to go waste i was advising god on the area of finances and the holy spirit said just get out and leave because there are times we tolerate easily you know we tolerate you know just sex jokes it's okay it's just everybody does that i'm doing this you know we turn the tv on i remember going to one country in brazil like i i was invited to speak there in 22 2015 they gave me a beautiful room i turned the tv on i tell you it's like a full blown pornography going on suddenly you know and you can't just say everybody is watching i can't watch it no you got to turn it off i remember almost i dropped that remote in the in the toilet sink i want to flush it because it's it's kind, that kind of tv where you can't turn the tv on without because i know i'm far away from my wife and i have god has set me free from this area of pornography when i was 10 years i told you my story how the lord set me free but i don't want to give even a room to the enemy so i throw that remote out of that place that you know what they can charge me for the remote but i am not going to allow room to the enemy why because then you constantly washing with the word of god so that you can be strong it's not the sin issue that where whether i believe in jesus or i don't believe in jesus i go to hell or i don't go to hell that's not the part we are talking about are we constantly allowing jesus to wash us if we don't wash ourselves with the word of god something else is going to wash us and that's going to be the words of other people's opinion so let's move on to the fourth one we lose our first love when we harbor bitterness and i we can dwell here for a long time we don't have time but basically these are the three things i wrote down bitter people cannot be grateful to god bitter people can't enjoy god's presence bitter people live with constant shame and condemnation this is the truth you talk to any bitter people there is no joy i call them bitter people in other words you can put it in bracket or constipated people more incoming no outgoing you know what is that mean 
you are stuck bible talks about you are a sweet aroma they are not a sweet aroma they they are the silent killers you are laughing because you know someone or maybe you are one of them you know so bitter people can't be grateful to god they are they just full of you know shame and guilt and condemnation this stuff going inside of them and that's why you know you know if there is a moment you know that's what i love what nelson mandela says you should be too too noble to be offended we are never too noble to be offended the moment you get offense just run closer to god bring it to god the bible says the righteous man falls seven times the more you live in this world as long as you live in this world let me tell you until you die people will offend you or you will offend people this is inevitable you can't say i want to live in offense you know nobody should offend me no that's impossible but we can choose to be offend not to be offended we can live an offense free life the last but not the least we lose our first love and pride starts to kick in this is a very slippery slope for many of us spiritual pride look at my family we are going to church look at them playing soccer on sunday may the lord touch their feet spiritual pride in you know, social pride cultural pride you know where we come from how we are raised you know this revelational pride sometimes we say i got the more revelation you know the greatest revelation can i tell you the greatest revelation anyone can have you know daddy god loves you that's the greatest revelation the sonless daughterless generation we are at right now you know we are living in a generation where we don't know who the father is so the greatest revelation if you know that the what i do don't define me who i am is what god has called me and he called me i said my son my daughter that's that's the greatest revelation upon that you can build it amen so now the question is this you know we can talk about humility and all but i just wrote down here humility is the only way to break the pride humility is not denying your strength it's being honest with your weakness in other words true humility is taking all the credits and you're giving back to god somebody comes to and say the violin you played the bass you played was so good you don't say nothing brother if it was nothing nobody would come and tell you you say wow daddy they are talking about you amen you take all the credits and you don't keep it with you you just give it back to god you say this this particular surgery you did this particular problem you solved this particular situation you solved it was so beautiful thank you and they say thank you but then you say to god god they are talking about you because the one who lives in me is greater than the one who lives in the world amen so how do we get back to the first love very simple five things i wrote down it will be easier for us and i believe the holy spirit will convict us at the end of the sermon first one repent repent how do we get back to the first love do we really desire to get back to the first love because that's the one question we have to ask are you are happy with this you know trying to just live and survive but if you wanted to desire to come back to the first love the first thing is to repent just say god i just want to change i'm tired of this mechanical lifestyle i'm tired of just walking with bitterness i'm tired of just busy do it all mentality i'm tired of this i just want to repent the number 2 learn to rest in his presence i wrote down here busyness is a death of a prayer 
I probably might have said this joke many time but it's nothing wrong in repeating again one guy was so busy he wants to read the bible he opened the bible lord jesus speak to me and he said judas hung on the tree i said lord that's not a good word speak to me again it's like in boom don't just hear the word do the word the first one was hung on the tree the second one don't just hear it do it you see this is not a lottery book this is not a magic book you know sometimes you's like oh jesus speak 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 yes you know somebody said why peter uh, denied jesus because jesus heals peter's mother in law <laughs> that's in the bible i'm not making it up so the reason you have bitterness towards your mother in law because you're justifying the fact this is the skewed up theology we get why because we don't have we don't use this book as a relational we use this book something to get out of it you know there is a historical way you can read this then there is a way that you can apply principles that's what many countries have done they taken the book john maxwell is a very good interpreter for giving this into your practical words you know anybody heard about john maxwell he wrote a book called 21 irrefutable laws powerful book if you don't have not read it read it and it's he has taken he has give god has given the mind to take this and give it to the marketplace you can use this and it will still be successful but there is another one which is a deeper one that's your kononia which is your relational this is life basically without it you can't find life and that is revelation that you sit there or stanley the one who lives here he says i sit with my bible and wait upon the lord to release a word to me and i read and i meditate sometimes we read and we say okay lord thank you sometimes we have read so many times 23 and psalms 117 but never 119 why because it's too long we don't have time the bible says he who meditates on the word is like a tree planted by the rivers of water whose leaf will not wither will yield its fruit in its season this is the reality of what god is calling us he is calling us to repent he is calling us to say learn to rest in his presence even if you say i have 30 minutes in that 30 minutes just try to rest in the presence don't prayer is not just talking to god prayer is also listening prayer is not venting out your probably it's good to vent out to god but prayer is also god what is this what do you have for me today the presence and that's why bible says i pray in my mind but i also pray in the spirit that's why we have to pray in the spirit and the gifts of the holy spirit are not medals of honor but tools for the job number 3 appreciate and be thankful for even little things in life sometimes we take little things for granted you know i remember going to some of the african countries to minister and the it's it's challenging i remember in uganda i was preaching and the chairs they didn't have chairs they had logs they had two uh, kind of poles like this and they are logs and they sit there the only chair i'm not exaggerating the only plastic chair they had for the speaker for me and that was also a bit wobbly and i was that time very very heavy on also so i was praying for healing for the chair that it will sustain my weight the log they were sitting there and the, you know service of 3 3 and a half hour service they were sitting there on the log they are happy about it then i realized i complain about i don't have a l shaped sofa or a couch 
you know we complain about oh we don't have ac we don't have you know they have to take i remember being in swaziland take the wheelbarrows go for 3 kilometers to get water in wheelbarrows now you turn on the motor there is water so many things make a list what are the things that you are grateful to god for you know maybe you say you know what lord i thank you you know sometimes we say so many things negatively out of frustration because of the work out to cmc i want to challenge you you live in a beautiful campus do you know that you live in a most beautiful campus you know brother i'm living off campus <laughs> but you work in a beautiful campus hello yes or no the temperature could be 40 degrees outside but if you walk inside the campus at least one or two degrees less yes or no because it's a beautiful thing if somebody has thought about vision so be grateful thank god you know thank god you know sometimes we take everything complaining we remain have an attitude of thanking god don't take life for granted god has given you your wife kids job ministry the nation where you live everything you know that's why don't take the life for granted appreciate what god has given last but not the least bring all your hurts hangovers habits disappointments to jesus keep washing yourself with the word of god this is where we can come back to the first law we can never come back to first law by saying you know this morning we will probably we will have some ministry time we will we will pray with you but that's just a start up but you got to keep going and doing it you have to you have to think like lord i have to i'm sorry for my life of mechanical stuff i want to pause and rest i'm sorry for harboring bitterness i'm sorry i remember this pastor i talked with the pastor they've been married for 40 years and this pastor is one of the senior pastors and they asked me i don't know how but they asked me to come and pray for them because they've been fighting for a long time and this pastor said pastor's wife said you know this pastor never takes care of me even in the day of the wedding he only looks after his family i said give me an example on the day of his wedding that was 40 years ago i'm not exaggerating on the day of my wedding all his side of the family got mutton with lot of meat our side of the family only bones i am not exaggerating 40 years ago the mutton biryani they ate they still hold on bitterness to that we are sometimes too picky oh this person didn't say good morning first you know i am the senior she should say good morning first like what the heck man you know take a chill pill just cool off amen repent learn to rest in his presence appreciate and be thankful even in the little things don't take for granted what god has given you i look at sometimes isaac and asha are sleeping and i'm just you know about to get up from the bed and they are sleeping i put my hand and i say lord thank you i was a miserable person addicted to pornography messed up relationship you set me free you put me away from religion you gave me a kingdom that i could be a kingdom citizen and then you brought a beautiful girl in my life then you gave this precious treasures i pray that they will encounter you more than anything else more than the earthly treasure i leave i pray they will have a heart to know you father i put my hand over them i just pray and i am filled with tears i said like lord these are precious gifts of course they drive me nuts they put me in tears and some other time i put them in tears some other time but now i am filled with different tears i'm like lord this is a precious gift i'm so glad i see my beautiful wife sleeping i said lord thank you that this is beautiful some of you single saying lord i don't have this privilege it's coming it's coming 
It's coming. But you just need to be faithful. Just say, God, I thank you. You know, how many of you have a clean water this morning? Yes. You have showers. And if you live in a CMC, you don't even know when the water comes, when the electricity goes. It's taken care of so many things. God has been, you know, sometimes it's so easy to complain. Let's have a celebration party.